everyone, this is episode 635 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, May 31st, 2019. I am your host, Mark Krishnez, and today I'll be talking about brief battles, ascendance, and a little bit of the Resident Evil remake, which I have finally started watching. No, yeah, I started watching. No, I, I finally started playing it, and I'm about two hours in, and I'll talk about it for a little bit. It, will be talked about more in depth, of course, on a future episode of Attack the Backlog, so get excited. But before I get to any of that, I want to talk about an issue that I had with my site since Wednesday that lasted for about, I think a little over 24 hours. My site was down entirely. I couldn't access it. No one could access it. Uh, And it was a Squarespace, a Squarespace. A Squarespace problem, which is where I have my site hosted and all that. And it was a really frustrating situation because I'm still using Squarespace 5. They're on Squarespace 7. Those who use Squarespace 5 are not treated equally uh, in that they are not put on the top of the list when it comes to concerns regarding their sites. You know, the, the people who are Squarespace 7 users are put at the top of the list. They're the priority. Squarespace 5 users, sure, we give you our money and all that, but we're lesser people. We don't, we don't mean as much to you, which is a little annoying. And it's also frustrating how the customer support from Squarespace for Squarespace 5 users is via email only through twitter they told me that i should contact customer service via chat or email i went with email because i just figured you know it'll it'll work itself out probably before i need to uh, actually talk to anyone and i I don't always enjoy chat I, i find it ends up frustrating me but I sent an email and around 24 hours later, like 22 hours later, I got a response that told me, yeah, we we remember that there was this problem happening going on, but we fixed that, so everything's good to go. And it was clear that whoever responded to my email didn't fucking give any shits or pay any attention to what I said, did not bother to go to my site and check to see if my site was up and running. Because at no point was it up and running and then went down again. So they didn't do anything. They were were a bunch of lying sacks of shit. Then I tried contacting via chat. um, And when I got to chat, they're like, sorry, can't help you. You're being a a Squarespace 5 member. Uh, You can only contact support via email. So I'm going to take our little conversation and put it here transferred and all this and like oh great and uh i was getting really annoyed thankfully it ended up fixing itself i think some sometime around the the late evening on thursday so yesterday um and yeah the the podcast and all that jazz everything is back up to normal and available and I'm very relieved at this point. But that was a frustrating situation and made me feel like 
Squarespace really didn't give a shit about me. And I've had nothing but great things to say about Squarespace. But at this point, it's clear that if you're a user of their older version of their platform, they don't care about you. Um, so, yeah. It is what it is, I guess. For the most part, don't have issues with the site. So, it's fine, I guess. It's just having it down for that long of a time was not ideal. Anywho, moving on to what I've been playing. So, Brief Battles is a local co-op slash versus game that also has a single player component that I'll get to. But, um, it's a local couch co-op versus game where you play as weird looking thumb people in underpants and the the goal of the multiplayer is one that I am unable to comment on because I only played the single player challenges so there is the local multiplayer there's no online multiplayer I'm playing on Xbox one but there are are a fair amount of challenges and these challenges range from collecting briefs in a specific period of time or collecting them to add to your time so that you last as long as possible killing a certain number of enemies within a time frame um, killing as many enemies as you can without dying like just surviving and all that and these challenges are for one to two people. And there, there are a good amount of them with, I think, four different difficulty levels. And while I enjoyed my time with it to a point, it, it's clear that if you don't have friends locally to play with, there's no reason to pick up brief battles. You can't play the multiplayer modes against AI you can't add an AI even if you are doing a you know, two-player game. You can't have then two additional AI uh, teammates, opponents, etc. Which is annoying. I always like it when these games have the ability to add AI. Because I like being able to play against AI. I, I'm not someone who is able to just call someone up and say, Hey, let's play some local games let's let's get our game on if you don't have online play add bots that's that's my motto but uh yeah i, I play through maybe i don't know 50 challenges overall across the different types and i had the most fun with the the one where you are collecting the underwear and then also bonus letters and at times avoiding enemies while trying to collect these things and you have a small array of abilities uh, to, to play around with. A double jump, a super jump, which is just a, a really high jump, and power-ups that are sprinkled in a level via little presence that will give you some kind of projectile or turn you into like uh, a super steel, briefy thumb boy. And the projectiles, they could be ice, things uh, little fireballs uh, or what have you and yeah it's all right i don't know you know I, I can't comment on how it is with other people but the single player stuff is okay it's just no, no it's not something i would ever go out of my way to play 
And then Ascendance is a game that is comprised of three different areas that constantly grow and have you ascending them, ascending their environments as you collect these. You're not collecting, you're interacting with these not quite orbs, um, but these orb-like uh, floating objects. You interact with them, and then the world will start building new uh, structures around you, and then a, a new sphere will be lit up somewhere for you to interact with, which will then, of course, build up more of the world until you are at the point where you can reach the, the toppy toppy top of that particular area and then move to the next one. And it's about an hour and a half experience, half hour per area. There are these collectibles you can get in each area called, I think, cubics, cubics. And they're just little like squares. And that's pretty much it. They're also like these diamond-esque things that give you little bits of, I don't know if it's supposed to be story, story or just like uh, meaningful little quotes. But uh, it doesn't look too bad. It can be a little frustrating and finicky at first when you don't realize that there's a sprint button because at no point does the game tell you what the controls are. So I I had a, a few jumps that were giving me a really a hard time that would have been much easier had I known there was a sprint button right from the start. But it, it's it's not bad. It's just it's a, it's a short experience. And it's not one that you will have any desire to go back to. I, I can't imagine going back to it uh, after the fact. Once you've played through it and gotten all the collectibles and all that it just it's like huh that was that was pleasant enough but that's all it was which isn't a bad thing uh just something to keep in mind it's a relatively short experience and one which doesn't have much to any replayability and then i did play through a good chunk not a good chunk i don't know how much of a chunk it is of Resident Evil Remake, the Resident Evil Remake. How, what is it officially titled? Resident Evil, HD Remaster, RE Remake, Remake, with the RE capitalized, and the make not capitalized. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they word it. I think on the consoles it's just like, Resident Evil, HD Remaster, or just HD. Anywho, this is my first time playing Resident Evil in any fashion, you know, the, via the, the remake or the original version, Director's Cut, or any of that stuff. I've never played the first game. I've only played in the Resident Evil. This is going to be more games than, like, I've played Resident Evil 2, but I only played through a small chunk of it on PlayStation 1, just the Claire campaign. And then I played Resident Evil 4 up to the point where I don't know if it's like I met the Napoleon dude I got the the president's daughter and that was the point where I started to hate the game I made it outside where I felt like a big dude and then we were driving a boat I think 
And I don't know if I quit at a point where I had to tell her to hide in a dumpster and the enemies could find her in the dumpster. And that really pissed me off because I hate having to babysit someone. I hate any kind of shit like that. And the fact that even if I hide her, she can still be found. I was like, what kind of fucking horseshit is this? This is the worst of the worst. That would be like in a play tale if you tell your brother to hide in the tall grass and the enemies can still find him uh, for some weird reason when they're pathing. It has goes nowhere near them. Whatever. But um, I stopped playing at some point in Resident Evil 4 because I hated the game after the President's Daughter was introduced. Uh, Resident Evil 5 is the only Resident Evil I've ever beaten. And I love that game. I think it's a great, great action game, co-op or not. I don't think it's the best Resident Evil game. It doesn't really feel like a Resident Evil game, which should be evident by my ability to make it through it and, and enjoy it so much. I, I ended up getting it not because I was excited for it or wanted it, but just because I love the color red. They had the Resident Evil 5 Red Edition Xbox 360, which I got. And that's the reason I had the game. And then I played it. I was like, oh, shit. I really like this. And then that's it, Resident Evil-wise. So I'm not super well-versed in the Resident Evil franchise. But I've wanted to go back and try these games for a while. And after the remake of 2 was announced and looked incredible, I got more interested and more excited then after I played the demo of Resident Evil 2, I got super excited because that was an incredible demo. And then I picked up that game and I've been waiting to play it until I got through 1. So in many ways, I'm finally making my way through 1 because I just can't wait to play through 2. And so far, I'm enjoying Resident Evil 1. However, I was met with a bit of a hefty speed bump when I first started because I first started playing as Chris. And the game in no way tells you that playing as Chris is like playing in extra hard mode or just less convenient mode. Uh, it adds an extra difficulty to the game because one, you don't start off with a gun. You get one pretty early on, but still you don't start off with a gun. Two, you only have six inventory slots as opposed to eight with Jill. And three, he's a bitch. Whatever. Um, and it's just, it's just you. There are no parts where you interact, interact with Barry. But I got to a point with Chris about a half hour in where I didn't know where, uh, what I was supposed to do because my inventory was full. I, I may have had something in there that I could have used. I could have wasted like uh, the herbs or I could have wasted all the uh, ink ribbons I had. But I didn't want to do that. And you can't drop items in Resident Evil 1. And so I just quit and restarted as Jill. And I was very angry about this. But after doing that, I have played two hours of the game, roughly. And I, I don't know if this is an indicator of how far I am that people can identify and let me know how far I am so far in the game. But I've made it up to the point, my last save was right around the part where you run into another one of your fellow stars members or team members, whatever, who was 
attacked, bitten by a giant snake, and he's like, oh, yeah, I need an antidote. It's in this safe room. And I apparently took too long to get the antidote because I wasn't paying close enough attention. I went to that safe room, but I, I wasn't paying attention to that. Oh, I just have to interact with this thing. I'm like, there is no antidote in here. And then I was walking around a little bit more, and I'm like, what do I do now? And then I'm like, wait, I remember them just showing a picture. I should just be able to interact with like something in there, right? And then I went back and then finally got the antidote. Went back to where the guy was and he was already dead. So that sucked. But Barry came over and then left a bunch of supplies in my uh, safe room, which was nice. I guess it's Barry. That's what I read. But that is currently where I am in the game. I now found a place that has uh, that's unlit. That I'm going to use the lighter to light the candle in that room. And get something I'm uh, assuming. I also found the grenade launcher. But I couldn't pick it up at the time. Because of the inventory. My inventory was full. There is the plant area. The, the greenhouse. I think where I need to get some kind of chemical or some shit I'm assuming to put into the water supply so when I turn it on and filter the water towards the plant it'll kill it but um I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far because it is my perfect kind of survival horror game one that is scary and tense and gives me a sense of dread and uneasiness but at the same time gives me the, the power to fight back to some extent I am playing on easy mode. I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat it. I need to do that. I'm not sure what this changes. If it means I can take more hits from zombies. I'm assuming for one. It gives you way more ink ribbons. Than in the other difficulty levels. Because I think I have like 20 something ink ribbons on me at this point. Which is a lot of ink ribbons. And good. Because it means I don't need to feel super cautious about saving. And I've got maybe like 60 or 70 bullets for my pistol. And that's the only gun I'm carrying on me right now. I, I have a shotgun and a broken shotgun for whatever reason in my uh, supply bin back at the safe house. Not carrying around it right now. Though maybe I should. Uh, I didn't realize that the remake added, I guess they're called Crimson, Crimson Heads or something. Uh, which are the where the zombies come back to life and sprint at you. They run at you and they got long fingernails or whatever. First time that happened to me, <laughs> it scared the shit out of me because uh, I was not expecting it. The, I, I heard the music and I'm like, what's happening? There shouldn't be a zombie in here. And then I see one sprinting at me and I'm like, this this isn't what I signed up for. This is bullshit. Fuck this game. I'm out. I don't want to do this. This is terrible. But uh, it, it was a good scary that was a, a good surprise. And I read up that the only way to stop this from happening is to burn bodies or blow their head off. And blowing their head off is a luck of the draw specifically with the pistol. If you aim up with like the magnum or the, the shotgun, you'll have a better chance of blowing a head off. But with a pistol, it just happens when it happens and it has only happened for me once with the pistol so i guess i can use the lighter for that but uh i 
or their matches. Somebody mentioned matches as well. Um, I'm digging it though. I like it despite the archaic systems in place, the inability to drop items, the supply system, the, the small inventory, especially if you're playing as Chris. The knife is worthless. Maybe there's another knife you get at some point, but the knife you start off with is garbage, so I finally put it in my supply bin to open up one inventory slot. Um, yeah. The, the tank controls are fine for the most part, but I find that sometimes when aiming, I get everything backwards in terms of what direction I need to press in order to turn in the direction I want to go. Uh, but uh, it looks really nice. You know, the the fixed cameras and all that and pre-rendered backgrounds give it a nice atmosphere and a cinematic uh, nature that you wouldn't get otherwise. It also makes it so that there will be times where you enter an area, you hear the music build up or you hear an enemy and you're like, I I'm stuck, I, I don't want to move because I know there's something in the distance that's off camera that I can't see. I don't want to move too close. Because then I might walk right into it. Like it, it adds an extra sense of, uh, of fear to the game. But I'm enjoying it, so that's that's good. I'm happy that I'm enjoying it so far, even though I'm still worried about maybe missing things. I really appreciate that on the map it tells you if an area has been 100% cleared, and the only thing I, I really wish the game had, uh, you know, I, I'm fine with these archaic systems and all that, but something that wouldn't change the way it feels or make it feel too modern would be the inclusion of the ability to add notes to the map, which is something I, I really wish I could do because there are rooms that haven't been cleared that I don't remember what they are like i've been to a room that has a piano in it and i got some music but I, I need more music um i don't remember exactly where on the map it is It'll, i'm i know it's one of the spaces that's is still red and not green meaning it's not completed but i would like to know exactly where that is so that when i find the extra music i can then get the other stuff from my supply bin and make my way to that room to interact with that piano and get whatever I get for doing that. Um, it would just make it a lot easier as opposed to having to go look at a guide or something and just get uh, the map and all that. Or run around aimlessly uh, from room to room that hasn't been fully searched until I find it again, which would just be tedious. Uh, but yeah, I like it. And I like that I am making my way through it and will soon be able to start Resident Evil 2. God, I can't wait to. It's, it's Resident Evil 2. The demo release was just so incredible. And I just, I, I can't imagine the game being anything less than that. Uh, I might be hyping it up too much, but I feel it, it's earned it with that demo. Anywho, I also have watched some stuff tried watching Maniac on Netflix, watched the first two episodes, and it did absolutely nothing for me. And it sucks because that is a case where I really wanted to like that show. I really, really wanted to like that show. I thought it was going to be right up my alley, and it was 
so dull and pretentious and up its own ass. It's like, oh, look at the. They clearly think it's so important and they're so deep. It's fucking nothing. It's so nothing. Um, I tried watching Party Down, watched two and a half episodes. Also, didn't do anything for me. I didn't find it funny at any point. I can't think of a single joke that made me laugh, which was disappointing. I like a lot of the people involved in that. And then I think I watched something. I watched Crashing, which was all right. Crashing the TV series with a bunch of British people on Netflix. But I'm just happy that my queue is getting pretty close to being empty on all platforms, which is nice. Anywho, that'll that'll do it. Uh, I'm just happy that my site is back up and running and everything's A-OK. So... Once again, I'm your host, Mark Hernandez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them there uh, if you'd like to check out the art i'm making you can go over to pxsart.com if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.